It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I am your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Another good one for you today as we get another injury update on Kevin Durant and DeMarcus Cousins. Feels like I've said that a hundred times, but they keep giving updates. I'm going to keep bringing them to you. The Pat McCaw situation and more. That's all coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. Just a reminder, today's show is brought to you by Untuck It. Ever wonder why your father's button-ups look so long and baggy at the end of the day? Be hard for guys to pull off a casual untuck look that isn't sloppy. That is where Untuck It comes in. Untuck It is the solution that fits just right. Their shirts are specifically designed to look great, untucked, and feel comfortable at work or on the weekend. No tucking or tailoring required. Go to untuckit.com, promo code NBA to get 20% off. And if you're looking for Locked On Warriors, you can go to the brand new podcasting app, Himalaya. Download that bad boy. Tell it to play Locked On Warriors. Himalaya is the new podcasting app that has personally curated playlists and brand new top of the line features coming out every single day. You can also get us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, just about anywhere podcasts are available and tell your smart device to play locked on warriors and only locked on warriors what up everybody feels like a repeat feels like a rerun another injury update on kevin durant and demarcus cousins but this time these are substantial these are the real updates now that we're in the week of the finals game one on thursday These updates came out on Monday, but here's what they are. Kevin Durant is officially out for game one of the NBA Finals. Now, he is on the court getting shots up, which is the best sign of progress so far for him. Uh, He hasn't been doing any of that up until recently. So that's a sign of progress. But the fact is he still hasn't done any work with the team, uh, any contact work or anything like that. So they are... Still deliberating on whether he will come to Toronto or not with the team. If not, that most likely means he's out until game three, which I kind of think makes sense. It seems like that's the timetable he's on. And again, these aren't just because he doesn't travel with the team doesn't mean if he's feeling good by game two that they can't get him to Toronto. You know, it's not it's not a legal thing. Like, oh no, you you didn't travel with the team, so he can't go now. Sorry, but. It would lean that way, though. If he's not going to Toronto, it pretty much means they don't think he'll be ready by Game 2. Game 3 makes sense because it'll be the first game back at Oracle, obviously. And it looks like that's what the timetable is for his return. But we'll have to wait and see to get the official official word. Uh, The way I kind of look at it is once he starts doing teamwork, contact work, it'll probably be close to a week until he comes back. 
So hopefully that starts pretty soon. Game three is on June 5th, which is eight days away. And then game four is the seventh. So this is all speculation, obviously. Like I always say, I'm not a doctor. I only play one on a podcast. Haha, hilarious. But there's a lot of factors that go into this. Obviously, just his health, number one, whether he can go or not, is obviously the most most important one. But I think also the outcomes of these games will be part of the decision, will help dictate when he comes back or not. If the Warriors are 1-1, let's say Warriors win game one, no question he doesn't come back till game three at the earliest. If they lose game one, I don't know, you know, are they a little more desperate? I mean, obviously they are, but are you trying to force him back? Is he even good to go? But as far as if, let's say they split in Toronto, you're going to play the results. We've seen that with Steve Kerr. He's going to play the results. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens. But as far as we know right now, he is out for game one and is still not sure whether he's going to travel with the team to to Toronto or not. So I'll have to wait and see on that. One thing I want to clear up that I talked about yesterday when it came to Kevin Durant and the Warriors was I talked about they're not a better team without him. That's ridiculous. He's, you know, the best player in the NBA. You're better with good players. Obviously. Hot take. uh, That a team is better with the best player in the NBA. That's, you know, that's why I get paid the big bucks, man. That's the analysis you get from me. But... The Warriors can win without KD. They can. But with KD, I know they're going to win. That's the difference. The margin for error is that much wider when you have KD on the floor with Steph, Clay, Draymond, uh, Andre Guadalla, etc. Kevon Looney, and potentially DeMarcus Cousins. We'll get to that in just a second. So I just wanted to clear that up a little bit. Obviously, Warriors are better with KD. I don't think they don't have a chance without him. But the margin for error is so much smaller without him. And that's the other thing, too. It's not people look at the Warriors and like, oh, you know, they can't win without him, blah, blah, blah. They'll they'll be screwed next year if he leaves. That's not true because if he leaves, they'll find someone to replace him. The problem right now is they don't have that replacement. They don't have the the drop-off in talent is so huge where if KD does leave, then they'll find a replacement where the drop-off isn't as big as it is from KD to, say, Alfonso McKinney, who I'm a big fan of. You all know that. So, kind of rambling on KD here. Bottom line, Warriors are better with him. They can win without him. They're basically unbeatable with him, though, if that makes sense. The next injury update is our guy, DeMarcus Cousins. He is now listed as questionable for game one. And that's a positive for sure. Like like I said, it's 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 good to have good players, and he is a good player. There's no doubt about it. Now, I do think whenever he comes back, whether it's game one or game two, which personally, oh, I think it'll be game two. If he's questionable, why push it, especially in his situation? Now, if KD was questionable for game one, you know what you have with him. You know what you're getting with KD. You know he knows how to play with these guys. I know it's a different style when KD plays. But you know what you're getting. Where with DeMarcus, it's still it's still up in the air as to 
I don't want to say how good he is, but we never saw him get into that big of a groove with the Warriors because he only played so many games in the second half of the season, and then he got hurt in the Clippers game. Haven't seen him in, in over two series now. So, I don't know. It's tough. It's a tough one. I don't think he'll play till game two, but if he does play game one, that's great. And personally, I know some people might roll their eyes at this or whatever. I'm taking him off the bench. He's coming in in the second to start the second and the fourth. And part of that is because I don't know how many minutes he can play immediately where he might only be able to play 15 minutes in a game. Well, to me, it's more important for you to get run with the second unit and have potentially a a you know score a nice scoring option out there in DeMarcus than it is to have him start the game with Steph, Clay, Draymond, all those guys. But we'll have to wait and see. Again, he's still questionable. Don't know what the situation will be, whether he'll play or not, whether he starts. I do think you take him off the bench, and I also think that's something that would, depending on how he handles it, let's say he handles it well, that's something that would help his image that he's trying to rehab trying to fix his image, so to speak, throughout the league. So that's where I'm at with it. It'll be good to have him. And here's the other thing, too, when you think about it. Remember that run they had when KD was out, but Boogie, Steph, Draymond, and Clay all played, and they had that game against the Rockets. I think they also played Denver at this point, where they kind of ran the offense through Boogie a little bit, and it was really effective. I don't know if we'll see that when he immediately comes back, especially whether he starts or not. Who knows how many minutes he can play, et cetera. But it might be something that we see later in the series when he, I don't know, maybe has a little more wind. But this is all reckless speculation on my part. Who knows? Maybe he comes in and starts immediately, then run the offense through him, and they're a complete juggernaut, and uh, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Very possible. Very possible. Going to take a quick break. Come back. I want to get to some little bit of Pat McCaw stuff and some of the stuff about players on the fringes in this series. But first, today's show is brought to you by Grip6, where their goal is to literally make the best belt that's ever been made. Grip6 has no flap, no holes, and it carries a low profile with the buckle laying flat against the waist, making the belt super comfortable. Grip6 is the only belt with no holes, no flap, no bolt. Grip6 has a special offer for you at grip the number 6.com slash l o c k e that's grip the number 6.com slash l o c k e is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries if someone's hiding an order of fries they're never hiding it well it takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive-thru for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Lenovo. At CDW, we get putting productivity within reach of remote employees. That's why I'm WFC, working from couch and moving everything within arm's length, like the microwave. Lunchtime. You should talk to the experts at CDW. They can orchestrate a more efficient workspace solution using light, powerful devices from Lenovo to keep your teams productive from anywhere, couch included. Yeah, but do they have grabber claws? Whoops. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Learn more at cdw.com slash Lenovo client. 
What up, everybody? Welcome back into Locked On Warriors. Again, if you're looking for Locked On Warriors, you can find us on the brand new podcasting app, Himalaya. Download Himalaya. You'll get yourself some personally curated playlists, brand new features every day, and tell your smart device to play Locked On Warriors. So, I feel weird continuing to talk about Pat McCaw because he's pretty inconsequential when it comes to well, when it came to Eastern Conference Finals, he wasn't with the team for five of the six games. Now, it came out today or yesterday that uh, they were dealing with a, a death in the family, and so, you know, T's and P's to the McCaw family, and uh, it sounds like a very sad situation. So I do feel a little weird kind of bashing him right now, but it's not for the fact that he hasn't been with the team. It's still the fact of what happened with the Warriors. And the thing is, I need to get over it. I need to get past it. I don't think I ever will because it'll just never make sense, the decision that he made to sit out and not be a part of the Warriors when he was guaranteed rotation minutes. He was pretty much guaranteed Sean Livingston's spot next year. Uh, He probably would have taken that spot this year with, with Sean's struggles. But... He, you know, he tweeted out something that Dub Nation killed him for, which was kind of funny. He was, you know, oh, you know, three straight finals. You can't make this up. God is good, yada, yada, yada. And uh, Dub Nation was not having it. And uh, I'm with Dub Nation on that because it's absolutely ridiculous. But he decided to not show up to the Warriors. And it just came out recently, uh, yesterday, I believe, that he said, the decision he made his final decision that he just was not going to be on the Warriors uh, after preseason. Once he made it through preseason without showing up, he's like, "Well, I can't. I just can't. I can't go back." Uh, it seems like everyone in his life, besides maybe I think his dad got involved and you know had his ear for a while. Uh, his agents, his teammates, everyone was telling him to go back to the Warriors, take the deal that they were offering, but he didn't and made an absolute mess of his entire situation, and now he is the 14th man on the Toronto Raptors bench. And he's making half the money he would have made with the Warriors, not getting any playing time, and will continue to be a restricted free agent next year. And the crazy part for me is just kind of the way he's handled it when he talks about it is like, no, it's just a decision I made. I I thought it was time to move on. Like, that's not really a decision you get to make in the NBA when you're a second rounder going into your third year who averages four points a game and is like 29% from three. You know, it, it just... Here's the thing. He's back with the team. Does it matter for the finals? I don't think so. It's hard for me to imagine him getting any playing time when he hasn't gotten any playing time throughout the playoffs that all of a sudden they'll throw him in in the finals. Nick Nurse has also cut his rotation down to eight players. And that's with Danny Green only playing 15 minutes uh, in the last two games. So I probably it's probably inconsequential, probably doesn't matter for the series, but I'll never get over it because what he did does not make any sense at all, and it never will. I mean, unless he goes into restricted free agency this year, gets a $30 million deal, then you know what? I'll be, I'll props to him. He was right. But uh, I will bet $30 million that that is not going to happen. But he is back with the team. He is active. 
and we'll see. But I doubt he gets any playing time. And if he does, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if there's a hard foul in his future. And I'm not saying I want him to get hurt. Obviously not. What happened in Sacramento when he did get hurt was nasty and terrible. But you think Draymond Green's going to just let him play? You think Bogut will just let him play? Anything like that? Doubtful. Especially Draymond. If Draymond doesn't give him a hard foul, he's going to give him an earful. That's for damn sure. And one last thing that I found interesting from the article is that Pat McCaw still has not received his championship ring. Not that the Warriors are holding out or anything. He's going to get it. But, you know, with guys who were on the team the year before, you usually get it when you come to when you come to Oracle, when your team plays the Warriors. JaVale, Zaza, all those guys. Nick Young showed up at a Lakers game, I think. Maybe. I forget when Nick Young got it. Whatever. <laughs> but do not expect to see any kind of pregame ceremony or anything like that for him to get his ring. They'll mail that to him. You know, standard shipping. Get that in a couple weeks, man. Which I thought was interesting. They had talked about mailing it to him before. It never did happen. It's it's just it's one of the oddest situations I can ever remember. And that's why I continue to talk about it. Even though the player might be inconsequential, at least in this series, he had a chance to be a part of a Warriors dynasty and instead... Decided to take less money, less playing time. I, I just, I'll never understand it. I'll never understand it. And that's why I'm interested in it and intrigued by it. And, uh, yeah, I'll just, I'll never get it. Probably never will, so I should get over it. But knowing me, I probably won't. Going to take one more break, come back. I want to talk about rotations and just how deep each team will go in this next series. Obviously, the NBA Finals. That is coming up next. But first, today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there, do that, get rewarded. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant to learn more. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. What up, everybody? Welcome back into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's good? One of the last things I wanted to talk about, and I'll go much deeper uh, into it over the next couple days as we lead up to game one, but just in general, the depth of both these teams and how deep each coach is willing to go. Now, the Raptors have gotten this 
whatever label that they're a very deep team with tons of options and this and that. And one thing that hurts is OG Ananobi, who's been out for, I think, all of the playoffs. And I doubt, even if he does get healthy to come back, that they would throw him into the NBA Finals. So that does hurt their depth a little bit and some of their size. But for the most part, I don't see them being this crazy deep team. Milwaukee, to me, was deeper. Now, the Raptors have more high-end talent than Milwaukee, but as far as depth goes, I thought Milwaukee had more depth. And part of why I'm saying this is because some of the the narrative is how deep Toronto is, and I'm not sure if they are. They've been going about eight deep throughout the entire Eastern Conference Finals, and that's with uh, Danny Green only playing about 15 minutes a game over Game 5 and Game 6 because he hasn't been able to knock down a shot. He does play well against the Warriors, so we'll have to see. But if his shooting struggles continue, that just cuts their rotation to even even less, even smaller. So it's been the starting lineup of Kyle Lowry, Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard, Pascal Siakam, and Mark Gasol. And then off the bench is Norman Powell, Fred Van Fleet, and Serge Ibaka. Serge also hasn't been playing huge minutes either. So... I just I'm just kind of debunking the, the the depth myth because Pat McCaw's not going to be playing. Neither is Jeremy Lin or Jody Meeks or Malcolm Miller. All these guys they have are are glued to the bench now. Unless Nick Nurse decides to switch it up, going up against the Warriors and going up against the Warriors depth, which Steve Kerr has shown uh, a willingness to play these guys because well he he showed a willingness to do it against Portland and in game six against Houston because of the injuries, because you're without KD, you're without Andre Iguodala. But at the very least, Jordan Bell is going to get playing time. So is Kavon Looney. Obviously, he's going to get a ton of playing time. Um, Sean Livingston, Andre Iguodala will probably start until KD comes back. Once KD comes back, that's another guy coming off the bench or potentially starting if you go Hamptons five. DeMarcus Cousins, like there's a lot of guys who are going to play even if Steve Kerr does tighten up his rotation. But playing it how he has been, that's still let, – let's let's just assume the starting five is in game one, Steph, Clay, Andre, Draymond, and I don't know. We'll go Bogut because we don't know about uh, Boogie's availability. But let's say Boogie even is available but not starting. So Bogut's starting. Then you've got Boogie, Kevon Looney, Jordan Bell, uh, Sean Livingston, Quinn Cook, Jonas Jerebko. That's 11 players that he's going to play. Now, I don't know how much he'll be playing them. I don't know. I, I have a feeling Steve Kerr will play these guys until they can't be played anymore. You know, he'll have a somewhat quick hook, but he is prioritizing the fact that getting a couple minutes from these guys is a couple less minutes that Steph and Clay and Andre and Draymond and even Kavon Looney are going to have to play. He's using the advantage of, you know, not tiring out his guys, especially because, in my opinion, Toronto looked tired. We all know Kawhi is hobbled. So Steve Kerr is going to do what he can to make sure his guys are fresh because their effectiveness goes down at a certain point when you're when you're tired, when you play too much. So he's going to do what he has to to make sure his guys are good to go especially his his top-end 
guy. So that's something to look for. I'll get deeper into it in the coming days as we get closer to the NBA Finals, to Game 1 on Thursday night. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you're looking for Locked On Warriors, just download the new podcasting app, Himalaya. You can find us also on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And just tell your smart device to play Locked On Warriors, which is also part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can't climb a mountain if it's smooth, right? You got to go over the rough spots. Peace. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Bay Area sports fans, this is Ben Kaspic, host of the Locked On Giants podcast, which should be the next Locked On podcast you fire up in your feed. The MLB offseason is closing in, and I'll have you covered every day, breaking down the rumors, speculation, and transactions that'll shape next year's Giants team. Subscribe to Locked On Giants right now on your favorite podcast provider. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you are looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.